0: Listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. So we're looking at the pictures of a spring break in Florida where the young people are defying everything they've heard about coronavirus and packing the beaches of Clearwater, Florida, which and, I guess... And
1: defying gravity with their firm, firm bodies.
0: Which I guess is a destination spot for a spring breakers now. You used to... Towns come and go, and what often happens is towns work to become a spring break destination for college kids people start coming there they start making a lot of money it starts destroying the town so much they decide they're better off without it right. and then they discourage it if not like ban it and mm-hmm. then it goes to a different town that's yep. the history of these things so i went to one spring break when i was in college i um i uh, i worked all through high school so every time we had easter break i worked at the feedlot Then I worked a full-time job starting my freshman year of college, and I worked all summer. I would work on Christmas Day, Thanksgiving Day, my Easter break, everything.
1: That's why he's so bitter, everybody. And then after... Bitter, bitter man.
0: And it took me an extra semester to uh, graduate because I worked so much. So I I had my four years and plus one semester to graduate, and there I was um, going to graduate, or I was going to be done with college Mm -hmm. in December because of that extra half year. And I, I can remember it in my mind. I saw on the, on a poster board in one of the college buildings, a go to Daytona for spring break, $250, uh, for transportation and hotel. Yes. I thought, really? I thought I can afford that and I have vacation time. I've worked at this radio station for four years and I've never taken one vacation. Wow. Um time to turn to turn it loose. I am going to take a freaking vacation and nice. I'm gonna do this. And I pulled off the little tab of paper because it was one of those things, and I called the number and I booked my trip, and it was the bus ride down there and back and your hotel room for uh, an entire week yes. for two hundred and fifty bucks. <whistles> I thought that's that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Adjusted for inflation, that's still practically nothing. Yeah, it's still pretty cheap. Yeah.
0: And again, I had a full time job. Um, my rent was $500 a month to give you an idea of, you know, what things cost then. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so we, we left on the bus. It was a 32 hour bus drive. They drove nonstop all the way there. Oh. And it was jam packed full of college kids. I mean, just every seat completely full. Um, but everybody was younger than me. I was 24. How old would I have been? 20, 23. I think I was 23. Uh, when this trip happened, so they called me the old man because everybody else was like, yes. uh, <laughs> I was like nineteen. Oh, um yeah. mm. at, the, at that time, the drinking age was eighteen where I lived, so that wasn't part of it. But you had as, all your grown-up teeth, so you're <laughs> you the old man. The old man, man, he's he knows. He's asked Jack. He's the old man. He's been around the block. Um, We went on this 32-hour bus ride, people drinking, I mean, just the the amount of beer we loaded on that thing, and you brought your own stuff. It was just the bus ride in the hotel. We loaded all our own beer in there, and people brought kegs and everything like that. Wow. And it was the kind of bus that had a, a bathroom in the back, but people drank the entire way there. 32 hours non-stop, no sleeping, just music blaring from both ends, different songs. Oh. <laughs> it was just insane. God, it
1: sounds like something you'd do to Al Qaeda. It really does. Doesn't it at this it point? It really does. Yeah.
0: And, uh, the bathroom was just, just nothing but urine and vomit. Oh, by, oh. The, by the time we got there, oh. which ended up being a good preview. I mean, it was like, you know, warming me up for what, what was to come in Daytona Beach. Yeah. Just, uh, it was just incredible. And, of course, you know, you can't actually drink for 32 hours. Nobody can. And so you get really, really drunk. I remember what time we left. But, you know, you drink. It's 3 in the morning. And you finally fall asleep. You can't take it anymore. You wake up. Some people are still partying. The sun's up. you got a pounding hangover. You start drinking again. There's, like, another 15 hours of bus ride to go. Oh. I mean, it was just insane. Get drunk again. Roll into town and get to Daytona Beach and walk into the hotel and everything in this hotel has been busted already. The <laughs> spring break lasts like three weeks and yeah. kind of just rotating crowds of people. Right. And it's when Daytona was the hot spot. MTV was there and everything. Um But the hotel is just trashed. Did you see Alan Hunter? I may have. I don't know. I was so drunk for so long. And everybody else was too. Yeah. But, uh, everything was smashed. Like, you get into the, um, elevator, and there's broken glass all over the floor of the elevator. The, the, the fluorescent lights on top of the elevator had been smashed. Why would you smash those? I don't know. But everything was smashed. The vending machines were smashed. The hotel room was pretty clean. They cleaned it. But by the end of it, everything was smashed. I never smashed anything. I'm not mm. a destructive guy. But, mm. um, just, just tearing up bedsheets to do it. Um, it's just insane. I've wow. never been around behavior like this.
1: Wow. And then just. Civilization had broken down. And,
0: and and people drank kind of in shifts. 24 hours. The lights were always on in the rooms. Doors were open to all the rooms so you could just wander in and out of rooms. It was like a community, just everything. Yeah. And people you didn't know and wander in their room and now wander out of your room. And there's, there was no like official lights off sleeping. Lights were always on and you found a place to sleep somewhere got up hung over and started drinking again. Uh it was what most people did. It was just insane though. God. Just insane. And I thought, I don't care how much money they make at this hotel, it can't possibly be to their advantage to have every light fixture, every every carpet be replaced, every every everything be replaced. Yeah. And apparently it's not because it was a couple of years later that Daytona Really started like making the taxes so high and everything like that to discourage spring breakers yeah. and send them to where they may be maybe now
1: Clearwater or whatever. Well, your hotel would have to be like one of those uh, groovy modern cars. Who? Which car is it? The uh, VW or somebody makes a car that's like you can hose it down and there's a plug in the bottom of the floor to let the water run out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like the what is it, on the Pilot or something yeah, like that. Something yeah, like one like of that. those weird kind of yeah, hybrid super SUV things. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So the hotel's uh, a whole hotel's got to be like that. You just turn a fire hose on into the room. You got a before, rubber mattress before the spring break. They take out all the good lamps,
2: bring in these oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the cardboard ones.
0: I wonder, I wonder why you would allow that because you know hotels end up with partiers for St. Patrick's Day, for instance, or anything else, but they don't allow you to smash stuff up. Just just overwhelmed by the number of people willing to do
1: it. I wonder. Yeah, I, I you know that's an interesting question. Uh, I was just astonished. Back in that day, I guess you weren't taking credit card imprints for room damage or whatever. Because now you'd be on the the hook, man. You'd get charged. And should be. Yeah. And should
0: be. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I was. It was
2: just well, and mind. the the way that you were describing it too, the person whose room it was very easily could not have been the one doing the damage to it. And right. So you know, the, all the doors are open. People are just coming and going. It's like a temporary fraternity house, right? I've known, right.
1: I've
0: yeah, known that yeah. guy before in the modern era of credit cards. A, a guy who was telling me a story many many years ago. He, uh, he 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 had a bill in the morning for I forget how much, like six hundred dollars, on the phone. And damage to the room. It was his credit card. People he didn't know wandering in, you know, over a 48 hour period. Oh, boy. Out, you know, one of those kind of parties. Yeah, that'd be a bad, bad, bad deal.
1: So, was there a fornicating? A lot of crazy stuff. Experiments, maybe things you don't talk about till this day? Or... Well, go ahead.
0: One, I had a girlfriend, and I was oh. just the kind of guy that I had a girlfriend, so that mm. wasn't on my agenda. And Men, I had. women, dolphins. And cause... I mostly hung out with another guy who also had a girlfriend, so. And we just drank beer. That's all we did the whole time. Mm hmm. Nonstop. Everybody in my room is just nonstop of beer drinking. It, it, it makes no sense looking back on it. What, what would be what would be the enjoyment? What were you trying to accomplish? Exactly. What was the enjoyment here? You, were, I was sick the entire
1: time. <laughs> one level of another, or sick. God, sounds sick. like a nightmare to me.
0: I remember this one guy traveling on our bus. He had a he had a big boom box, and he played uh Stairway to Heaven I got to believe 50,000 times oh, on that trip. He was a God's Zeppelin guy. Sake. And just and he would do air drumming and he was just so into it. He'd sit there on the bed drinking beer air drumming to Stairway to Heaven over and over and over again just nonstop. <sighs> He'd leave the room, go down to the pool where they're having a party or whatever, come back and he's still on the bed air drumming to Led Zeppelin. He
1: can't <laughs> he can't be alive now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Why is that ever fun? Cuz you got some, the energy of youth
1: you just need to, like, rebel or release. Uh... I don't know. I don't, it wasn't just I me. Was there were tens,
0: cut... tens of thousands of people
1: there. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I, I've seen the scenes, but I don't know. I was never cut, cut out for that. Um, Lord knows I've enjoyed, uh, you know, uh, relaxants of various sorts through my life. But, like, the uh, multi-day, all-day drunk-a-thon, I'm just not made for it. I get too tired, I tire easily. I'm a sprinter. Yeah, now I'm a long,
0: I've always been a long distance runner. Yeah, over. I admire that. <laughs>
1: Armstrong and Getty, you're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. This might seem to be laziness. It's not. We're all sitting around after the radio show, wishing we had played uh, this again.
0: His name is Tim Storm. He's got the world.
1: I doubt it. <laughs> He's got the world's <laughs> deepest voice. He claims to have a 10 octave range, is that right? As a it's guy, like way way more than a piano.
0: As a guy who's been in the radio business my whole life, um <laughs> the whole idea of having a radio voice has always been very very annoying because Yeah,
1: I know. There are a lot of people I, with deep voices
0: that got nothing to freaking say. And a lot and, of uh,
1: geniuses who who have funky voices. Like Ben Shapiro, he's only got a zillion podcast downloads, you know all the time and he sounds like he's 12
0: <laughs> nobody cares what your voice how low your voice oh is. you know
1: who he sounds like exactly and if you get this you get this number 5 from uh, the umbrella academy he sounds exactly <laughs> like that character the character has been stuck in time as like a 14 year old he's actually pushing 60 but he's wearing a schoolboy uniform and the knee socks and everything, and sounds exactly like Ben Shapiro. I
0: remember when we first interviewed for this job, though, we passed the guy in the parking lot who we ended up getting to know, really yeah. nice guy named Jeff Bell, broadcaster, really good, talented, nice guy. Yeah. We got an incredibly
1: low voice. Oh, yeah. we were walking met? up the line. Lo- well, you go ahead if you're going to tell
0: him. We met him in the parking lot
1: or wherever it was. Okay. Bye-bye. How you doing? How you doing? Uh, hi. <laughs> how are you? I can't even... <clears throat> Hi, how are you? His voice like, was, oh, <laughs> both of us went. Oh. <laughs> we both looked at each other like, good lord. Did that register on the Richter scale? Dude's got a low voice. <laughs>
0: Nothing compared to Tim Storm, Joe, who's got the world record low voice. Mm-mm. Uh, how low <clears throat> is it? It's 8 octaves lower than the lowest G on the piano. <laughs> If you have any Again, idea that's of,
1: just clicking. That's like a whale.
0: If you have any idea what the low note on a piano sounds like, if you put two pianos side to side and they continued to go down as you went, it would be the far left of two pianos. Wow. would be the note that he hits in this song at some point.
2: There there are a few things I'm more ignorant about than the actual mechanics of music. What is the octave range of a piano? Like if that if that low
1: note to the high note is that uh, I should know that it's 88 keys. There's 12 notes per chromatic scale, so doing the math, what is that like? I don't know. It's too much math.
0: But the black keys are all the uh the sharps and flats, so it's all whole notes on the keys. So that'd just be eight. Then, so is it 10 octaves on a piano?
1: So this guy has the range know of a so piano. Like, I know. No, it's it's bigger than that. No, it, it can't be because 12 notes. What's 88 divided by 12? It's like six and a half. Seven? No, it's it's
2: it's a little more than seven. Yeah, uh, a piano has seven and a quarter octaves. Thank there you, you very you
1: much. Figured it there, out. I did finally basic mathematics. This guy has a greater range than a piano. White people mathematics. Sorry, that's right.
0: Um, wow! the
1: highest note I got. His
0: lowest. His lowest <laughs> for that. His lowest note is the is minus seven. He's been examined by ear, nose, and throat specialists who are intrigued by his voice. Hey, what the hell's going on in there? <laughs> so I think we've made the point. This yeah. guy's got a really low
1: voice. Well, and a really high voice if he's got a 10 octave range, but.
0: Yeah, if he was always well, stuck at the very low range. Well, no, wait a minute. It's, he's if, got a very if, elastic uh, vocal cords, apparently. Yeah. Vocal huh. folds, as you're supposed to say.
1: Well, yeah, if I mean, he's got 10 octaves, but seven and a quarter of them are below a piano, then. No, oh, wow. he, he he can't hit high notes. Mm. He just have a has a very low voice.
0: Anyway, this if only is Only we had a recording of him. This is him singing. I gotta walk
2: got a to. walk.
1: Got I can feel that in my bowels. I like when he does that. Yeah.
0: You know to. interesting about that is like. Um, back, <laughs> back in the day, like, if he had, like, if he had become a thing when I was a kid, he'd have been on Johnny Carson or, um, uh, America, uh, you know, what was that show that they had on where they had like talented people on? The Gong Show. <laughs> Not the Gong Show, the real people, real people. or something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. And he would have recorded a song and it would have sold <clears throat> millions of copies, including to me. Yeah. And he would have become a rich, rich man. Yeah. People buying that album. Now, I listened to that for free on a video somewhere. Like he doesn't make a cent off of it. Well, he might I don't be pay a cent
1: for it. Half or ten percent of some uh, YouTube ad or something. He won't make any money off of this thing whatsoever. Car.
0: I mean, <laughs> if he goes around to state fairs and does it and pay people to pay tickets, maybe. But <laughs> Thirty years ago, he'd have been a a, 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 a multi millionaire. Now it's just uh, yeah. that guy's got a low voice. Anyway, <laughs> so that that song is
1: cool. That's an old spiritual. I'm sure I'm not familiar with it. I wonder if he can but sing uh, that WAP song. Yeah, does he no. take requests His low voice he's doing no. covers
0: can you
2: imagine when he hit puberty though as a kid <laughs> what that was like
1: well he sounded like this as a three-year-old mommy mommy can i have another cookie wow wow <laughs> i'm upset <laughs> I want another cookie. Where is my baba? <laughs> uh,
0: his talent was discovered after he sang at a Christian summer camp as a child, and it deepened even further when he reached adulthood. There you go. His total vocal range here, it says here, is ten octaves. Um, it's different numbers, different parts of the same story. Nice job of
1: proofreading. <laughs> um, God. Journalism. I tell you what, my throat is messed up right now because all the smoke. Oh, it's nasty. The
0: doctor said this guy's vocal cords are twice as long as normal persons
1: are. Wow. They got to be. Well, and he's he's borderline. You could hear it in those low notes. He's close to just clicking. So
0: he's got these long... Because all sound
1: is just a series of clicks. Long,
0: hammock-like floppy vocal cords. Oh, yeah. That he
1: and he vibrates in the Like wizard sleeve.
0: Play <laughs> the <laughs> very beginning of that. Because at, <laughs> at the beginning, and this is through my headphones, which I don't even know what the hertz range of my headphones are. I need to listen to this in my car where i got a really bumping stereo. Uh, I'd like to hear it on the bass in there. Play oh, at the yeah. beginning of this again. I got a wall hole.
2: That's, that's something.
1: Oh my god, yeah. I got a pretty bumping stereo myself. I gotta believe the subwoofer is gonna be smoking. Or I'll just soil myself. If I just my vibrate must... my bowels. Just <laughs> Jack gasmed. Joe pooped. This <laughs> is That's a good concert. (laughs) You never know how you're going to react to the wonders of Steve Storm. Is that his name? Uh, Tim Storm. Tim Storm. There you go. That's a guy (laughs) with a really low voice is what that is.
0: You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. Information. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty Featuring our podcast, One More Thing Available everywhere Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com
0: I get the idea of this, what your time is worth Sure But you gotta be doing something worthwhile with your time Or you can't justify it Like if I'm gonna pay somebody to mow my lawn Because my time's worth more than Say it cost 20 bucks to have somebody mow my lawn it wouldn't. I have a very large lawn, but say it did, and say, "Well, oh, my time's worth more than twenty dollars." And take the kid an hour. But if I spend that hour sitting in a chair scrolling through crap on my phone that ain't worth s, mm. uh, I, I think I I should mow the lawn. And that's the one of the problems I have with a lot of the "What is my time worth" arguments is, eh, how much time you wasting? If you're, I mean, if you're, you know, time spent doing things you
1: enjoy is not time wasted. Yeah, says the guy who wastes all yeah. sorts of
2: time. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: relaxation, mm. recreation are not wasted time. What, what, are, what are you over what, here, John
0: Calvin? What about scrolling through your phone? Is uh, relaxation or, or or uh whatever the other word? You might was as well you. be
1: burning yourself with cigarettes. All <laughs> right. But if it helps me process the day, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Is, is everybody, uh, not everybody. Oh, uh, there, there is a portion of everybody's life when you have way more time than money. And you can't doesn't make any sense to trade money for time. But then there comes a point in your life where you have more money than time.
0: I don't have any time, um, and uh, it's not even an option with a whole bunch of stuff. There, there are a lot of things that I would, I would absolutely rather do than pay somebody to do. But mm-hmm. the time just doesn't exist, right? It's not a. I'd rather watch the ball game than pay to than mow my lawn. I, I no, I'm not watching a ball game. Um, so, but you know, it depends on the situation you're in. The average person thinks their time on a task is worth $15.63 an hour. Any task that feels like work. They're not talking about, you know, something you would enjoy. Yeah. I enjoy my work, so that's not even a fair comparison. Uh, I guess, like, you yeah, know, doing dishes, laundry, something like that. Which, a lot of that stuff, by the way, talking about relaxing and unwinding and whatever, that's the way human beings have been unwinding forever. Doing things like mowing the lawn, doing laundry dishes so
1: now i can think of better ways than doing dishes (laughs) yuck
0: What about taking out laundry and folding it and putting away
1: oh it's so hard for me
2: to do
0: that just like letting your mind you said daydreaming stuff like that people need more of that i would
2: agree i need like four screens talking at me while i do my laundry otherwise well i don't even know what's happening
0: my youngest, and he's got all kinds of mental health situations, everything like that, but he has to be doing something on his iPad with a TV show on at the same time, or he just can't even. He goes crazy. Wow. He's got to be doing Minecraft on his thing with a TV on. TV on what? Turn it back on. I, I got to have that TV on. It just makes him insane to not have that much input going, Huh? which is going to do him, I think, but I don't know. Talking to psychiatrists about that. Um, seven in ten people, this all kind of fits together, the money time thing. Seven in ten wish they could save more for the future. Only seven in ten? Three out of ten people don't wish they could save more for the future. <laughs> you're Bill Gates, I guess. Or just nihilists. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, you
1: don't care about anything. Well, or you already feel like you're saving enough for the future. I mean... But who? who? Okay. How much money do I need when I'm old? I don't know. But if all I'm being asked is, do I wish I could? Yes, I do wish I could. Oh, do I wish I could? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Seven and ten wish they could save
0: more for the future, but they don't have the money to spare. It would take the average respondent eight months to save $1,000. Wow. That's uh, less than a grand a month. It would take the average respondent eight months to save $1,000 without changing their spending habits. You get further down into this. That seems a like minute.
1: a pretty big caveat there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when <a> <laughs> you get further down into this They'd find it impossible to lose weight without altering their eating. Well, very, yeah,
0: that's the entire very question. good
1: comparison.
0: They get <laughs> down to what this and says about. half say they haven't reevaluated their recurring expenses in six months or longer. So you have no idea how much money you're spending and on what, but you say it'd be impossible to save any money. <laughs> I, find, I find that a
1: pretty funny way to answer these questions. All right. And, yeah. And the whole average person, what the heck good does that do you? How about, you know, 10% of people say their time is worth a thousand dollars an hour, 25%? That'd be more interesting. I mean, cause I'd answer the question so wildly differently than 30 years ago. I mean, come on. What's my time worth as a 25 year old? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by my paycheck, jack squat. <laughs> Nothing.
0: Well, you gotta admit, like, if you, if you got a kid. Yes. You got a high school kid or whatever, college kid. And they're, Several. Yeah. They're laying on the couch flipping through channels while looking at their phone. Right. And, uh, you know, they're paying somebody to do something. My time is worth more. Than that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's laughable. <laughs> so there are, you know, degrees of all of this. Yeah. Uh, over a quarter, they're talking about shopping around to try to get a better deal. I think that's kind of an interesting thing.
1: Um, you know, it it also depends, of course, what you're talking about. There are things that I used to hate to do, but I did them um, because I couldn't afford to not do them myself. And it was actually kind of rewarding in a way, but I'm not going to do those things anymore. Name one. I'll make somebody else do it. I don't know. Paint Pol- my house. I was going to say pole dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I love pole dancing. I don't want to paint my house ever again. I did it plenty. It sucks. <laughs> it takes a long time, you die, I spill, then I got to clean it up. Um so I pay somebody to do it. This
0: is a good one that I had to uh, I had to break my habit of shopping around for the best deal on terms of what your time is worth. If I spend an hour to save $2 on an item or oh, even yeah. $20 on an item, yeah. was that time well spent? No.
1: My no. wife is so frugal, it's hilarious. This happens all the time. She'll say, I'll say, let's let's uh order this and she'll say it's thirteen dollars. It's eleven dollars at the store. At the and the store is like, you know, twenty five minutes away. I'm not gonna pay thirteen dollars for this. I say, sweetheart, you're talking about spending an hour plus to save two dollars. You've gotta value your time more than that. Well, yeah, frugal Midwestern girl, I guess. It's a virtue, they say. Oh, it's definitely a virtue, but it can cross into
0: some sort of, like, mania. I mean, it's for it's for the sake of, like, winning a contest and not the
1: money. Yeah, true. I, I think it's more just a lack of perspective. Because
0: I know I've done that before. um, Like, well, you know, travel to a certain store because it's going to be half off. Well, half is $15. I just spent an hour and a half of my day yeah. on saving $15. So that's
2: <clears throat> I remember smart. as a kid being baffled, listening to adults trade the cheapest gas in town
0: tips. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and- one, That one. don't get me started on the whole gas thing, because every
2: everybody gets
0: that one wrong. Uh-oh. Everybody.
2: Yeah, as a child, I was like, this doesn't make sense. You're, <laughs> how
0: f- how much gas are you using to get to this cheaper place? The key, the key to the, the gas thing is this, and then I'll stop. There are three numbers you need, not two. You, people only apply two. There are three. Okay. The price of gas... The mileage of your car and how many miles you drive, that's the one everybody leaves out. I know so many people that hardly drive at all. That trade cars to get better gas mileage. You don't go anywhere! Right. If you, buy drive a 100, if you drive a hundred miles a month, it doesn't make any difference what gas mileage you get or whether you went to
1: the AMPM or the Shell station. Right. You don't go anywhere. Drive a train! <laughs> <laughs> Go to the show station. It does, it'll be 20 bucks a year
0: difference. But that's one of the... You know, the, some of the stuff is irrational, but it's interesting, blind spots. I remember when we were endorsing a BMW guy, or we were going to... We were at a BMW dealership, and gas had just... Spiked, Joe's favorite word. I hate that word. And I'll admit every time gas gets over $4 a gallon, I start crunching the math. Every time I crunch the numbers, it's never worth it. Yeah. And I, and I think, okay, I'll stick with what I got. But he said, you'd be amazed at how many people, smart people, people that make a lot of money come in and trade cars. When gas goes over four dollars a gallon. Right.
2: They will trade in their the car that they still have
1: payments on
0: right. to get a new car. It gets better right. mileage though, Sean.
1: They will they will lose wow. twenty thousand dollars in the transaction and it would take them four hundred and thirty years <laughs> to make that twenty thousand dollars up. Well sure. And I'm not kidding.
0: And none of them are factoring in that third number either. Right. Of how many miles they drive. A lot of them probably don't drive that much. Mm. You'd have to drive a hell of a lot to justify that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Anyway. It's just it's it's more interesting about irrationality than anything else, and how we're we're all subject to it. I guess um, I often for things because I used to drink. Uh, I often will think like um, I was on a flight the other day, and it's eight dollars for the 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 the, the in flight Wi Fi, which uh, normally I wouldn't have sprung the eight dollars for. But then I but if I factor in drinks, I would have easily bought two beers on a plane and not thought twice about it. Mm-hmm. Which would have been more than eight bucks. Yeah. So well, why am I why am I not going to get the Wi Fi for eight dollars?
1: I I won't out of sheer stubbornness. The, I, I just paid you three hundred and fifty bucks for a seat on this flight, and you can't throw me Wi Fi. The uh, marginal price of which to furnish it for me is nothing. All right. Oh yeah. No doubt you. about it. No I'll doubt about it. I'll read my book.
2: Yeah. i the digital native that's the easiest money i've ever spent is when i'm on an airplane and i need the wi-fi
0: <laughs> oh yeah my son my son was with me and he was uh, yeah it was worth eight dollars for me let alone him for him to have his wi-fi
1: <clears throat> oh yeah I hear um
0: that. what else oh shopping yeah so the shopping around thing people trying to figure out what it's worth to actually shop around or not uh, A quarter of respondents who currently have insurance confess they don't know how much they're paying without looking it up. I don't know how much I pay for insurance. No, no why Why would you
1: memorize that? Car insurance or whatever. You seek out a great deal, you, you or a good deal, you, you sign up and you go. Although they do tend to jack it up bit by bit. That's how they get you.
0: Yeah. I'll bet I'm paying a lot more than I think. Could be. Because it's been years since I checked. I've been with the
1: same guy forever. Oh, no, you got to check every year. Put yeah. him through the ringer. Yeah, this article makes it seem like Put I the should the be...
0: to him. Tell them you're going to walk.
1: That's Uh it, I'm out. Unless you can do
0: something for me. Is that the way you do it? With that tone of voice? Unless you can do something for me. Other than that,
1: I'm walking. Let's Let's talk talk. about the bottom line.
0: I'm going to go across the street to to State Farm. See what they have to
1: say about this. You're trying to stick me? (laughs) You're trying to stick me? I'll walk away
0: right now.
1: (laughs) Here I am. Uh, uh, What was that? You can do something for me?
0: On the gas thing, you can go to a gas station, and for two cents a gallon, which you're going to fill up your 15-gallon car, so it's 30 freaking cents. Right. you find that on the floor if you look long enough. 30 freaking cents. You can avoid, like, eight homeless people actually have windshield wiper stuff in there, have a working bathroom. Right. All kinds of different things that you get for 30 cents. You're not willing to spend that?
1: Apparently not. No junkies hitting you up for cash. Hey, I just got to get home to my kids. Hey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for 30 cents, you can avoid that.
1: Hey, hey, bummy, show me pictures of your kids. Hey, they're back at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a ticket. Now, where's the Twinsky, GP? Armstrong and Getty.
0: You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show Featuring our podcast, One More Thing Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com A weekend ago, in Las Vegas, they had their biggest sportsbook loss ever in the history of Las Vegas What caused it? An apparent manual entry error that allowed people to bet on Korean and Chinese baseball games that it had already started huh. You're not supposed to be able to bet on a game once it's started No indeed and, uh, they didn't catch on to that, and somehow, uh, $250,000 in winnings went by before anybody caught on to it. I suppose you just look around and say, Does anybody realize this game's already on? It's and already
1: five, nothing. You know, I think um,
0: I'm gonna bet on the, uh, yeah. the Dragons. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> the I'll Yokohama whales. Take the over. That seems good. <laughs> yes, it's five to six. It's five to four already. Uh, oh, speaking of which, I, I heard, uh, earlier that uh, the sports books, the online sports books are really suffering because there's no, you know, because there, there
0: ain't no sports is that, that what's yeah, it's, them back? It's, it's hurt
1: them <laughs> as it turns out but guys have uh, figured out that the russian uh, table tennis ping pong uh, league is still going and televises their games
0: so this is for degenerate gamblers who just need something to bet on they had to find a sport somewhere
1: well you got a guy who throws 10 20 bucks on a game you to call him a degenerate who are well, you to judge
0: i know from reading norm if you're seeking out russian yeah, table yeah. tennis I know from reading Norm McDonald's book, if you're a sports better, like you, you know you're an addict, you just you got to find something to bet on, yeah, the year round, all the time, every day, just anything. Well, I guess you need the, the the rush.
1: This is caught on, and that was the uh these online sports books. That's their number one bet right now is Russian table tennis. And this one guy was funny. He claims he just puts. Twenty bucks on a game now uh-huh. and again, and ten, twenty, twenty, <laughs> twenty thousand, whatever. No, but why don't you have any shoes, Jim? He said, "I just go with which guy's name I like better because I don't read Russian, and all the analysis of the games is in Russian. Apparently, he hasn't heard of Google Translate. I guess, but uh, so I'm thinking of checking me out a little Russian ping pong.
0: Is that what gives sports betting its, uh, its particular allure? Is that you can convince yourself to a certain extent it's true that you 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 know something. As opposed to games of chance.
2: I can yeah. figure out and think my way through an advantage that the bookmakers didn't recognize. But here's the trick. They did recognize it. <laughs> yes, they did. It was
1: priced into the bet
2: you made. And they're better
1: than you at it. <laughs> I, uh, I signed up, I was uh, hanging out with some buddies, uh, college buddies once and we'd, uh, we'd had a big night and we were laying around Sunday watching football and a couple of guys are clicking around. And, what are you doing? And they said, yeah, I I've got an account at this, uh, sports book and i'm gonna put some bets on the next games and i'm like i am so in and so i opened up a little account and stuff like that and uh i won my first two games and naturally immediately decided i was some sort of sports betting genius (laughs) and this was the best thing that had ever happened
0: to me i don't have to work
1: anymore But i i obviously have a gift an unbelievable gift and this is how you lost your first house for picking winners well, the first house, first marriage. Uh, no, and then uh, I, so I thought this is the best thing ever. And then, uh, next week I put down a, a handful of bets, lost every damn one of them. Hey, what the? And, you uh, <laughs> <laughs> my gift. My system. Yeah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I swear I, I thought I, I wonder if, and, uh, thought, okay. Yeah, right. Turns out you're not a sports betting genius, are you? dum-dum? And so ended mostly my uh, my sports uh, betting hobby.
2: My favorite ones, just in terms of for having some innocent low stakes fun, are win totals at the start of the season for the team that you enjoy rooting for. I I, I think those ones are are quite fun. I've enjoyed those over the years. But
1: I've done that twice, lost them both. Okay, uh, but your gift. I, I, what I happened to it? Uh, what is gift? <laughs> it faded, like in a week. Um, I heard uh, the it, it, uh, the point made by a sportscaster guy. You will follow your team more closely. You will care more. It'll, you'll just get more into sure. it if you have a chunk on their total wins for the season. Yep. And it's just, it, it's, it intensifies the experience. And, you know, obviously, you know, well, if you're so stupid listening, I have to tell this to you. You're too stupid to understand it, but you know, bet an amount of money you are comfortable losing. If that if you lose it, you'll just say, "Oh well." If you're comfortable losing it,
0: you're yeah, not really gambling. Exactly. You got to be <laughs> uncomfortable losing it to get uh, your little sweat going.
1: All right, whatever.
2: I it that's, have- that's actually a Charles Barkley line where. <laughs> He was talking about, well, yeah, if, if you can afford to lose it, that's not, that's not really gambling. You got it. that's, that's why millionaires take, play such high stakes, right? You can't, if, you, if you have two commas in the bank account, you're not sitting down at the $5 blackjack. Well, table. don't you,
0: don't you, well, I don't know anything about betting because I don't, I, I have no interest in betting. Just zero for some reason. I just, cause you don't
1: have the gift. I just don't but have, go
0: the, on. I don't have the gambling gene for some reason, but, um, don't you have to bet enough that it would be exciting if you won too? Cause, hey, I got $5. Yay.
1: That, that really helps. Unless you're, I've known some people who do. They can be amused by that. Okay. Winning an inconsequential amount of money. But no, I, no, I, if I, if I win $20 betting on baseball, uh, I'll forget about it two days later. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it has to be enough to be interesting. But I'm also a frugal Midwestern boy. And so, I'm not going to stick my neck out. There's a sweet spot. Everybody has their own.
0: So Norm McDonough lost 100 grand or something like that on one football game. Oh my God! He's lost everything he's had three times. He's yeah. lost his entire network three times gambling. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah. As a very successful, you know, show business personality, <whistles> uh, but he said the 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 hit you get that for gambling addicts is when you place the bat. That's when you get the hit, I guess. It's not the winning. People think it's the winning, it's not.
1: So the 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 real high, the it's shoving the buzz. your chips in.
0: It's yeah, it's the in between the bet and the result mm. is what keeps gambling addicts. Going. You living on the edge. I guess. Yeah. That's what he claims. Huh. Mm.
2: I like one of his stand ups where he's talking about yeah, you, know, you know bookies. If you if you own money, they come and you can't pay, they break your legs. But you still owe him the money. (laughs) What's up with that? (laughs) He would know. Yeah.
0: Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show.